I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Too funky. Nah, not funky enough, I don't reckon. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of I Miss You, Man. My name is Lonnie. I'm here with Dylan, my co-host and very good friend. How the hell are you, Dylan? Bloody fantastic, Lonnie. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm feeling good because we saw each other this week. We did, we did. And where'd we go, Lonnie? We finally got our Fibbers date that we tried to do our several white months whale. ago. Yeah. And it was fine, you know? Yeah, it's all right. Had some raspberries. We did some raspberries, and that was oh. some cheeky raspberries. Hit the spot, didn't it? Quench the thirst, something chronic. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. It's actually been a couple of weeks since we recorded, so I'm feeling a bit. I don't know. Like it's been a while. I don't know if we're going to be rusty or whether we're going to like just be like riding a bike. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We took a break, and now we're back, and uh, flying by the seat of our pants. But you know what? I love it, Lonnie. <laughs> Um, so it's raining where I am, so hopefully you don't can't hear that in the background. Um, Dylan. Yes. We're getting more and more successful every day. So oh. might have some new listeners. What is the show about? Lonnie, we're just too many miss each other. That's you and me. So we started this podcast. And each week we take turns taking each other through a topic. Through everything, Lonnie. Life, pop culture, everything in between those things. Well, Dylan... Yeah. Guess what? It's what? my turn today. You kidding? <laughs> and you know, we're in this crazy world of cancel culture at the oh, moment, Dylan. Oh, careful, Lonnie! Careful, where <laughs> you go with this? Look, to be honest, I don't think cancel culture is a thing. To be honest, I think it's um the term that people use for whatever suits their agenda at the time. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, what I think cancel culture what people say cancel culture is it's actually just like the consequences of your actions um for example if you you support insurrection against the government and you spread racist propaganda it's probably fair enough that disney doesn't want you to be in the star wars movies anymore um i was wondering what inspired this uh (laughs) what do you reckon dill oh gina 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 what Mm. do we do with you Mm -hmm. and what i'm doing today is it's not exactly cancel culture I, mean, I think it's much more in the the column of consequences of your actions mm. i'm going to talk to you about the man who ruined his life with one word okay right. sound good sounds great <laughs> now before i get to that some backstory that will lead us into this mm. so at my old workplace um, it was a big university and a co-worker and i think it was actually our boy mark irons or theme song fame <laughs> okay yeah he um put me onto this classifieds email list that the the uni had so you people would email in the list all the time with things to buy they're selling stuff rooms to rent in general i want advice on this oh yeah um it was really cool and i was always checking it and i was sending like the funny ones around to my friends but i was still working so i don't 
Don't worry about that. <laughs> and this it was especially busy around like um, Cole's mini and, and Ushi time because the parents oh. would be trying to like be trading and selling and buying and trying to get all the Ushis for their kids. Oh, bloody hell. That was a craze, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what I found on this was this book. It was the book set, actually. Two books, two back. Mm-hmm. Um, History's Worst Decisions and History's Greatest Scandals. Ooh. I like history. I was interested in these books, but they're a bit expensive. But then the price, like, it kept dropping and no one was buying it. And I felt really bad for the person who was trying to sell it. Oh, no. So I bought them. <laughs> you know? Okay. How much did you end up paying? I think it was 20 bucks for two books. Okay, that's all right. Not too bad, hey. Yeah. E-books as well. Hello. I haven't delved like that deep into them yet, but and it's not like they're history books, really. They're kind of like pop history, if you get what I mean. Like they're quick, broad overviews with a bit of humor, a bit of comedy, and, you know, they've got a coffee table sort of things. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. But, yep. um, excuse me. I had baked beans for breakfast, and they were trying to burp. You're Back a bloody mess. Podcast. You're a bloody mess. <laughs> We're supposed to be professionals. How dare you? <laughs> right, go on. Uh, I think it's kind of like a podcast. Like, you know, we do research, but we don't claim to be the world's expert in the Hamburglar or Dre Dolce, do we? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be. <laughs> so, I reckon there would be something in there for us to look at, and I had a flick through, and I found a doozy, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Hello. It's in History's Worst Decisions, written by Stephen Weir. Now, I said up top that this bloke ruined his life with one word. What do you think that word is, Dylan? Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit less um, offensive than that. Oh. Okay. Which makes it even funnier in some ways. Ah. Does the name Gerald Ratner mean anything to you? No, not at all. And that's probably what Gerald wants, but <laughs> it didn't mean anything to me either. I think this guy kind of wants to put this incident in the past, but you know what? Not today, Gerald. (laughs) So, Gerald was a businessman from Britain. He was born in 1949. Mm -hmm. He joined the family business in 1966. He would have been pretty pretty young then. Oh, yeah. That's all right. Getting started early. Nothing wrong with that. That's right. And then he worked his way up until he inherited the business in 1994. Mm -hmm. And it's a jewellery business. Um, Guess what it was called? Jerry's Jewelry. <laughs> no, it was, it's called Ratner's. Oh. Yeah. Worst name. Uh, so once he becomes top dog in the 80s, he sort of builds it up and he's buying other places and you know, pretty soon they're like the jewelry empire of the UK. Oh, okay. Um, and it seems like it's, it's not your high-end jewelry, put it that way. The book um, has a quote that says, it's where working-class boys bought rings for working-class girls. Mm, okay, okay. And Wikipedia just straight up says that the stores were known for being tacky. <laughs> so, oh, oh, no. But having said that, they're still successful and widespread. Mm. Um, and, you know, not everyone can afford a Tiffany's, you know. Oh, no, no way. And I think for the most part, you know, when you're buying jewellery for someone, it's it's more about the brand. It's not it's not so much the brand, I should say. It's like what you're thought and what you're doing it for you know because you're showing you love somebody that's right right yeah absolutely it's the thought that counts as they say exactly and that's 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 why i tell myself when i you know i bought some age jewelry i don't really know what i'm doing so (laughs) hopefully the thought gets you over the line you know oh yeah has to uh are you into jewelry much at all or am i into it like personally yeah 
Uh, no. My favourite jewels are ru- ruby, Lonnie, which ruby? is, uh, yeah, not a very pretty jewel, so. Okay. <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> Uh, the most I know about the jewelry industry is uncut gems, so I assume it's very much like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, let's wind our way back to 1991. Our boy Gerald, he's a flying high. He's mixing in high society, he's got all the money he could ever want in the whole entire world, right? He's so successful, he gets invited to the Institute of Directors Conference at the Royal Albert Hall. This 23rd of April, 1991. I think it's a big moment in his life. Okay. He's there to talk about how successful he is and, you know, give advice. And I kind of feel like you walk up that, the slam dunk, because you've got an audience. They know who you are. They know you're successful. All you're going to do is just talk about yourself. Should be easy, right? Lonnie, this sounds like a lovely day. And I'm so happy to hear about what is sure to be the best day of his life. (laughs) Nothing can go wrong, can it, Dylan, in this I'm re- scenario? I'm ready to be inspired. This is going to be great. You it's going to get me through the day. You want some tips and tricks on how to be as successful as Gerald, don't you? Absolutely. Well, guess what, Dylan? <laughs> what? doesn't go that smoothly. Oh, no. So, I haven't watched the whole speech. Um, I'm just sort of focusing on the, the bit that went wrong, because that's what we do on this podcast. Okay. He starts talking about the products and how they can remain so cheap. And I'm going to read you the whole quote. I'm going to see if you can find the one word that ruined his life. Okay. Righto. Quote. We also do cut glass sherry decanters, complete with six glasses, on a silver-plated tray that your butler can serve you drinks on, all for £4.95. People say, how can you sell this for such a low price? I say, because it's total crap. Was it crap? It was crap. Oh, no. <laughs> so, not only has he called his own product crap, he follows us up with a jibe about how they sell these earrings that are cheaper than a prawn sandwich from Marks and Spencer. But, again, quote, they probably won't last as long <laughs> as the sandwich, which... A prawn sandwich is a thing? I didn't know they were a thing, Dylan. Yeah, prawn sandwiches, mate. Get some Thousand Island dressing, get a prawn on there, you're good. I guess so. Never had that? No, it seems like a very um, weird comparison to make to your earrings. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah, Dylan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you were working with or for Gerald, 
Yeah. And he took this speech to you. Would you have advised him to um, say those things? No. Why would you? you? You're degrading the industry that you're representing. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> not on. Here's a quote from Wiki. Um, Ratner's comments have become a textbook example of why CEOs should choose their words carefully. <laughs> yeah, I think so, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I'd make that call. Yeah. Yeah. Good observation. And in the in the book, Stephen Weir has said, to this day, no one really knows what he was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you want people to think about what you've what you said on your big day on your big speech, hey? So no one knows what he's thinking. Not even Gerald. <laughs> well, he's come out recently. I think yeah. he sort of he shut away from the public eye for a while. Mm-hmm. But there was an interview on YouTube that I saw from a couple of years ago. I think he wrote a book and he was like plugging his book. Mm. He said he was just trying to poke fun at himself or like at the company. To like show a bit of self-deprecating humor. He also says that he um showed his speech to people at the company and they were like, Oh, it's pretty good, but it might, you know, it could deal with a joke, maybe. It's a bit stuffy, maybe you'll have enough with some humor. Oh no. Um, I think maybe maybe you could read it as Yeah, we have great prices, but that's only because our stuff is cheap to make. And, you know, everyone else gets up there and says, you know, oh, we're great, smart business people. Are we buying bulk or that sort of thing? And he's just trying to um, say, you know, cut through all the business jargon and just like be funny and like talk straight to everybody. You know what? We What we make is a bit crap, but that's that secret kind of thing. Mm, yeah. But also maybe that's how he's trying to recontextualize it all these years later. Yeah, true. Yeah. But as you said, it's about, it really comes across as if you're degrading what's happened, right? Or your, your product. Yeah. I think for most people, it came across as, you know, this rich guy who's made a fortune of selling cheap jewelry to poor people, turning around and then making fun of those poor people. And either it's for not noticing that the product is poor quality or just because they buy it at all. You know, look at these rubes that we've been able to fool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll say that. Uh, the fallout for Gerald was pretty swift. The press seized upon it. I think it became a bit of a... A tabloid story over there and for a while mm. um you know within days they reckon the company lost 500 million pounds in shares jesus I know. and then i read an article from the guardian and it was from 1992 so like you know, pretty pretty contemporaneous and they said they were set to close 330 shops my goodness wow right yeah uh, and the company sacked him, <laughs> so well, even enough. though it's his company. Oh, no. You get voted out by the board or something. Something like that. Yeah, I think he tried to bring in, like, another director to come in, like, um, stop the fo- like, put out the fires, but then it became pretty clear that he was the problem. So, mm. And, oh, in yeah. fact, actually, they changed the name because Ratner's wasn't doing anything for them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, we know, we all know that the British tabloid press is pretty bad, um, pretty rabid, you might say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that can be a bit vicious. And maybe it was just a silly joke. I did, you know, I got like Joaquin Phoenix Joker vibes watching him as he tries to like sell his joke. And But still, it's a silly thing to say, even if it's a joke, you know. What oh, do you reckon, yeah. Dylan? Is this cancel culture gone mad or is it consequences from reactions? No, oh, I mean, it's like, yeah, it comes across as basically admitting that you're swindling people. So, mm. yeah. No, I think it's, yeah, kind of earned. Yeah. I think, um, as I said up top, I think cancel culture is 
in most contexts, it's more political in nature. It's like um, this guy, Gerald, just sort of stuffed up and said something stupid. He wasn't cancelled, if you put it in those terms, because he said something racist or he's been accused of assault or something. Like it's, I think that's more what we talk about cancel culture these days, like getting cancelled for your views. But this guy is either made a stupid joke or he's sort of given everyone a peek behind the curtain of what he really thinks of his customers. I, I think that is much more on the consequences of your actions, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you feel sorry for him at all? No. <laughs> he would have made enough money. He's all right. Yeah. It's hard to feel sorry for someone who's making fun of their own working-class customers, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No. On the other hand, like, stupid joke. I don't know. I, maybe there's a small part of you can be a bit sorry for that, but pretty small part. I reckon it's still studied in um, business schools all around the world. There's a, a great example of what, what Wikipedia says is the value of branding an image over quality. Um, because maybe the stuff that they're selling is like crap. But, yeah. <laughs> it's not everyone can afford the most expensive stuff. And also it's about what it means to the people buying it. You know, and if it's got this aura of crapness, well, then it's dead in the water, isn't it? You don't want to propose to your girlfriend with a crap ring. So... Exactly. And it's this unsaid thing. You, you don't don't mention it. Come on. Don't just come out and say it. <laughs> exactly right. Now, our boy Gerald, as you said, he's still landing on his feet. He uh, had some other businesses. He um, started buying and selling gyms, apparently. He also had an export manufacturing company um, based in India. Sure. <laughs> don't know what that means, personally, but... My favourite of his comeback businesses, though, was early 2000s. He started an online jewellery company. And what do you reckon our boy Gerald Ratner called it, Dylan? I'm going to have to go another shot. Jerry's Jewellery has to be. He <laughs> missed it the first time. It has to be at this time. It can't be anything else. You're not that far off, Dylan. It was called Gerald Online. That's pretty far off. Let's, <laughs> well, let's the, not sugarcoat it. You got the Jerry bit in there, the Gerald bit anyway. Eh. Um, but from what I can see, it's now defunct. Oh, no. Their last tweet was in 2013. But love the name. It's okay. It's uh, What was the last tweet? Do you have that there? Oh, I can pick it. I'll pull it up for you. Yeah, okay. Okay. I remember it had no... Oh, wait a second. It wasn't like a self-fulfilling prophecy or anything like that. It wasn't like... It was sticking around for good, folks. <laughs> it, um, I'll read it out to you. It's from September 17, 2013. Okay. Hashtag my forever moment. <laughs> Being proposed to by love of your life. Tell us your moments that will that you'll always remember and smile, dot, dot, dot. There are no comments, no retweets, no likes. <laughs> oh, no. What a sad way to go out with a, know, such that, a whimper. That's your last tweet ever. <laughs> what an embarrassment. Looking at their tweets, though, they haven't got any interaction, really. So, oh, okay. Cool, okay. guys. So, Dylan, that's all I have to say about the man who ruined his life with one word. Uh, oh, well. Gerald, you're part of history now. They do apparently call it doing a ratna if someone does something similar. Oh, okay. 
which what would your what would what would being doing a Dylan be? Uh, I don't know. Falling asleep on the toilet, I guess. <laughs> does that happen to you, does it? I think it happened once, yeah. Okay. I was very tired. Well, I guess Gerald only said crap once in his speech, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I think being a Lonnie, doing a Lonnie would just be being a really cool guy that everyone likes. Oh, come off it. <laughs> <laughs> That's some bloody humility about you. <laughs> now, before we go, we've actually got a new segment on the show. This is Dylan's suggestion. Dylan, can you tell us what this new segment is all about? Lonnie, it's about something we're interested in at the moment. And it's called, what's it called, Lonnie? Get Amongst It. Whee! Which is our plea to you. So it can be a movie, TV show, anything else. Basically, kind of like our podcast. It could be anything in the whole entire world. Yeah, just something that's caught our interest for mm. that week. This week is my turn. I'm going to quickly plug a podcast. Hello. It's called The Rugby League Digest. Oh. And guess what? <laughs> it's about rugby league. You kidding? <laughs> uh, now, these boys, they're a bit like us, but they're much more professional and they're a lot smarter and cleverer and funnier rough <laughs> so they've just come from their off season it's an absolute must listen if you're into rugby league in australia in particular it's history um in a particular these fellas at the moment are doing the deepest of dives into the super league war of the 1990s and if that doesn't mean anything to you you probably aren't the target audience um for the podcast but if you know a little bit about that or if you're just into footy i can't recommend it enough um, so it's a great in-depth investigation. Like when I do my investigations, I look at Wikipedia for like an hour, but these guys, Michael, who does the research on that show, he like goes to libraries, looks at multiple books. He looks at archive magazines. It's just the most in-depth thing you can ever think of. Um, cards on the table, Dylan, these boys did mention me once on the, on the show. Um, cause I sent them a link to a rugby documentary that I made. So I consider myself a friend of the show. Um, <laughs> But oh, okay. Still, uh, I'll, I'll link um, some info about the show in our show notes below. But like, it's on all the podcast apps and on YouTube, and there's hours and hours of entertainment there. So, get amongst it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> now you said you're going to get amongst it, Dylan. Whatever I said this week, are you going to get amongst that one? No. <laughs> okay. Don't like rugby legs. So was... All right. Well, get ready for some episodes coming up then, Dylan. Gonna change your mind. Bloody hell, please no. <laughs> so yeah, thanks Mark for our theme song and also for recommending the classifieds email, which you know really started this whole episode. Legend once more. The legend never dies. Mark right. the man. Uh you and I, Dylan, in our podcast, we're on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, please give us a follow and please tell your friends and family to listen. Please, 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 everyone, so much, please. If you give us a review on the podcast app of your choice, we'll find it and we'll give you a shout out next time. Absolutely. And until then, Dylan, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Nice short one. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.